Hello everyone, I am Heidi De La Cruz, the host of the American Dream in the Eyes of Immigrants podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If it is not your first time, welcome back. Today's episode, I speak with the founder and creator of Ace Candles, Thalia. She moved from Puerto Rico and she talks about her experience of living here in the United States, adapting to living here, um, her and her family's humble beginnings, and just what she loves to embrace about living here in the United States and the, the impact that it has on her kids and the diversity that they're exposed to and things like that. Um, she We end the episode, obviously, speaking about her candle company, how she got started, and where you can purchase candles from her. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Hello. Hi, how are you? I am so excited. How are you? <laughs> good, good. And yourself? Yeah, I'm good. Oh my goodness. I can't believe you said yes. Thank you so much for saying Thank yes. You. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the opportunity. <laughs> of course. I'm like fangirling over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we're man. both in the same. Oh, thanks. That makes me feel so cool. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. So I'm so excited for this. Um, You know, I just you had given that little snippet on your Instagram, that little little snippet of like about you and um, you guys moving from Puerto Rico to the U.S. So I was like, Yes, you can be on my podcast. So that's like, I just messaged you immediately to see if you would be willing. So thank you for saying yes. I'm so excited to hear a little bit about your journey and and learn more about you. Yes, I'm so, so ready to give you and everyone a little insight in my life. <laughs> yes. All right. So for our listeners, this is Talia. She is the... A candle maker. She owns Ace Candles, which I cannot wait to get mine tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And I smelled a few of her scents and they they were all so good. Um, But yeah, so tell us a little bit about you. Give us some, you know, a little bit of background and then like what events led your parents because you came as a a child, you had mentioned on Instagram. Um, What led them to move to the United States? So again, like Heidi mentioned, my (laughs) name is Talia. Um, A little bit of information about me, I would say. I'm currently a mom of four kids, so I have four children that count on my attention 24-7. I am a candle maker, all-natural candle maker. Um, I kind of focus on doing that as my day-to-day for right now. Um. Some events that led my parents to wanting to move was just definitely wanting to better, not just my life, but my brother's lives. I have two older brothers, um, one of them, which is in the Marines. 
And then the other one, he um, he lives here in the state of Florida. But I think that definitely just wanting to better our lives, like I said, was their priority and their main goal overall. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And as everybody knows, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. Correct. But it, it's not the same living in Puerto Rico as it is living in the United States. Not at all. I yeah. mean, so many things can differ. Just the, although we are, you know, it, it's considered a territory mm -hmm. of the United States. And although, yes, like the money's the same and it's very Americanized at this point, even in the schools nowadays, they teach English almost like as a primary language. Mm, okay. So, um, even though all of those things are similar to the United States, there is a lot of things that make it its own and definitely can create challenges to families that are so used to the lifestyle over there. And yeah. then transition into moving into the States, whether it's the culture, the language, um, you know, the job, the schooling for the kids, yeah. home, you know, the economy is totally different. And so all of those things can definitely, you know, hinder someone's decision to either make the move or not. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so you, how old are you again when your parents decided to move? I was nine going okay. on 10. So I was going into fourth grade. Like, so I started fourth grade here in Florida. Okay. And mm -hmm. did you know English? I did, thankfully, just because okay. my mom is from New York. Okay. Um, so she was born and raised in New York, and then she moved to Puerto Rico. Um, and so English and Spanish was always, um, you know, it was always spoken at home. So yeah. Spanish by my dad, English by my mom. And so thankfully, like from a very, very young age, we were always bilingual. Um, it was always instilled in us, you know, to speak both languages. Nice. So that helped once we moved to the States. Yeah. But we still had, you know, obviously some struggles because l being in school in Puerto Rico and learning, like, it's like, their history we're learning puerto rico's history puerto rico's science and the way that they do things so mm -hmm. here and going to school here in florida uh yes we did know the language but the way of learning was different you know everything was so based on a curriculum and this is exactly mm. what we're gonna do like abc and um so the structure was a bit different but definitely knowing the language um helped a little bit we did have to be in ESOL I think for a year or so oh really Spanish English learning program that they have in Florida mm -hmm. um, so we did that for about a year but then afterwards you know everything was just kind of smooth flowing after we did that one year in the program so did they ever tell you guys why they put you guys in ESOL since you guys know English I think, again, it was just because the learning was different. And maybe mm, they felt mm -hmm. that because we knew, because we were from Puerto Rico, yeah. like that we just automatically, Spanish was our first language, and we probably weren't translating things properly. Yes. To be honest, I like, struggle. I struggle with no, it. <laughs> no, to this day, till this day, you can ask anybody that knows me, like, you can talk to me in English and I will have a full on conversation. Like I'm very fluent in English. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's like second nature already. But 
someone tells me something in English and in my head before I respond, like I'm translating it in Spanish <laughs> and then I give you my response. So it's not because I don't understand what you're saying or not because I'm not just not understanding. It's just because that's the way that I process things till this day, like at my age now, I still translate things from English to Spanish mentally. And then I give my response. But that is, that is so beautiful. Like that is so intelligent. You know, you like, you know, two languages and you are translating in your head to be able to respond in it. Like that is yeah. like, don't, don't put yourself down about that. Like that is very in intelligent. Like just knowing two languages is so it's, it's amazing, you know? And, yeah. and I struggle too. Like, I grew up learning Spanish first because mm -hmm. Spanish was, you know, speak uh, spoken first in, in my at my house, and then once I learned English, like I that you know I would just I, I'm dominant more in English now, but yeah. there's still certain things that you struggle with that like I'll know how to say in Spanish but not know how to say in English and vice versa. Exactly. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a struggle, and especially now, um, now as I'm a parent trying mm -hmm. to just speak to my daughter and my son in Spanish, even though right now I'm more dominant in English. I was like, no, I gotta remember to speak to them in Spanish because I want them to know Spanish, speak course, it yeah. fluently. Yeah, because you want to keep that going, but it's a struggle. Yeah. No. Same here with my kids, girl. Like I try and. I feel like my I feel like girls are always like they pick up on things quicker than boys. And I don't know why, but it's always been a thing. And so my daughter definitely like she'll understand everything that I'm saying. She'll speak it very fluently, the Spanish, at least. Mm -hmm. And um, for my boys, I have to like say it in Spanish and then say what I'm saying in Spanish and English so that they're like, oh, OK, now that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm def we're definitely trying to teach them both just because it's it's almost like required to have at least two languages. Yeah. So dominant here in the United States as well, especially Florida, that mm -hmm. bilingual is your key to success. <laughs> I I wish it was more um, like not push, but like more emphasis on people being bilingual here in the United States as it is in other countries in the world. Because if you go out or speak to people from other countries, mm -hmm. a lot of them speak English and they're right. taught English or different languages um, in their country, in their native country. So it's like, I wish it was like that here in the United States, that it would be more, um, like a priority for people to learn more than one language because I mean it's just such a intelligent and such um a good skill to have you can oh, communicate for sure, for sure, with yeah. more people um the more languages you know like for example I don't know if you know the comedian Trevor Noah mm -hmm. I've heard of him yeah yes he's from South Africa and he grew up knowing four languages 
English being, yeah, English being one of them. So it's like other countries, like, you know, they, they just have multiple languages that they teach people. And I, you know, I just wish that was the case here. I know, like, in high school, we had... Yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to mention. In yeah. high school, <laughs> it was a, a requirement. And I, I went to high school in Michigan. Um, Spanish was required. Um, but I, I don't know if they do it like in elementary school, like have a second language, like as a requirement. So right now, like my kids, all my kids are, well, three of my kids are in elementary. One of them is already in middle school. Okay. Um, but at least in the school that they're in, I mean, I'm not, I can't speak for every other school, mm -hmm. but the school that they're in the elementary kids don't have an option for like a language as being an elective. But now that my oldest is in sixth grade, um, he does have the option and the option is Spanish. Okay. But I know that once, like when I was in high school, at least, and I went to school in Kissimmee, okay. um, like we had the option to learn different languages like French and um, Spanish obviously was an option. Um, I don't remember which other ones, but I know that definitely French and Spanish were like an option to take as an elective. And so that's where I feel that here in the United States that they kind of like put it more as an elective once you get to middle school slash high school. Mm -hmm. but I think that elementary school would definitely be better because at that age, I feel like kids are sponges. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's and, easier for them to learn yeah. it when they're younger than versus well, like, when they're older in high yeah. school. Yeah, really exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Um. So let's we went we went to the whole language thing. But let's go back to when you found out that you guys were moving or when they told you, like, how are you feeling? Do you remember, like, how you felt? All, all I can remember, <laughs> I mean, like, being a nine-year-old girl, and I think that anyone that might have made a move like that and was in a younger age, all I thought about was my friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like, at that age, I was like, no, like, boy, they had toda mi amistad. Like, I'm going to leave all Aww. my friends. <laughs> I don't want to leave and I'm never going to see my friends again. And, you know, like all the kids that we grew up with in our yeah. neighborhood and like all our little neighbors and, you know, that's all I could honestly say that I thought about because that's all I cared about at that specific moment in my yeah. life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously my parents had a bigger picture, but I think I cried for days, like <laughs> just moving, you know, out of the house that I grew up in and again, not being able to have those friends. But obviously now my older self, I would tell my younger self something different. But at that specific moment in time, all I was thinking about was the people that I knew back then and I was growing up with back then. Aside from yeah. that, I didn't have any other cares in the world, you know, I was just kind of like going with the flow. Um, but just, just my friends, that's all I really cared about. At cared about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's normal. I mean, you were nine. That's all you really, you just care about playing and being with your friends at that age. So it's exactly. like, you, you know, felt like you had your, seek outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're they were like ripping you away from your world because at that age, your friends are your world. Yeah, exactly. definitely. Um, do you remember your first cultural shock you experienced when you moved here? 
I remember like so when we first moved to the states we didn't have so the okay so let me rephrase it so the way like the transition was a bit different so my mom ended up coming to this to Florida first so we were still with my dad like my myself and my two brothers we were still with my dad in Puerto Rico and then my mom came here first so she was kind of like the one that was in charge of like you know, finding where we were going to live, where we were going to go to school. And she got a first job and everything. Mm. And once she had that settled down, I think it took her maybe like a week or two to kind of like situate all that. Then Then we came to Florida and I can just remember like where we had to live initially was in my, what used to be my grandparents' house in their garage. Mm, wow they turned and it was it's it was five of us so it was my mom my dad and then my brothers Mm -hmm. and myself and you know like because my mom didn't have like an income for x amount of time she couldn't get an apartment because yeah like all this other paperwork and you know at that time the only person that she can kind of like go to and ask was my grandfather and he had the space available, but the only space that he had available was his garage. So he turned his garage basically into like a little studio and it had two sets of bunk beds. It had like a little stove situation, a fridge, and then one bathroom. So all five of us lived in that garage, like sleeping in bunk beds, sharing one bathroom, not even having a kitchen, a living room or anything for like two years. Two years? Yes, girl. Like I I remember like being there so vividly. And although like people may hear this and like I appreciated that time so much, like now as my older self, because I feel like those were like the happiest moments in my life. Like, Aww. the the like just being all in one room, knowing that we can have so little, but like at the same time we had so much. Like, I don't. It's crazy to like think about that. I I, I honestly don't think about that specific moment in my life much at all. But mm-hmm. now that I'm like talking about it and thinking about it, it was probably the best experience that I could have had moving here to the States because it makes me appreciate what I have now so much more, if that makes sense. Oh my God. But God bless your heart because I would not have been able to do it. I'd be like, no, I need my own space. No, get these people out of here. (laughs) I mean, you know, and and we had like our little house, it was a a three bedroom house and it had one bathroom, but we made it work. But yeah, I used to have my own room and then my brothers shared a room. So going from that to having to be in this like, maybe like 200 square foot or not even, I don't even know how big it was, but it was a garage. Yeah. Um, You know, space for a long period of time and like literally living our day-to-day lives there. Um, It was, it was tough. It was, it was a shock and um, it was, it was a shock. It was tough. But then at the same time, like I can remember not feeling like, 
Like I didn't feel shock at that time. If that makes like I didn't feel okay. shocked at that time because it just felt like that's what we were supposed to be doing. Mm. It, it 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 that was the the biggest shock for me. Now that I'm thinking about it, because of the limited amount of space that we had, and um, you know, just having to be in a small space with five different people, and you know, my parents' work schedule was different, so we had to deal with that, and we didn't. I didn't see my parents as much because my mom would work during the day, and then my my dad would have to work at night, and so, you know, it was. It was a struggle for a little bit, um, but then after those two years that my parents kind of like, I would say, got on their feet and were able to have a stable job and had the paperwork and everything to be able to get our own apartment, we finally were able to get an apartment. And that's kind of like where I feel that I would say like, okay, like we're actually living in Florida. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Do you feel that? Um, you guys being in such a close space for so long, like, did that bring you guys closer together? A hundred percent. I feel yeah. like it it brought us closer until a certain point in time. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it really, I mean, it, it made a difference in our, in our, in our family as a whole. Yeah. Um, because again, like I said, we had to be basically on top of each other. Yeah. And, and it did bring us closer, but I mean, I don't know if this is a topic that we should get into, but I, you know, eventually it, I feel like it got like too much for my parents. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I eventually like everybody needs their own space. That, yeah. yeah. Um, what would you say was the biggest struggle in adapting to living in the U S the pace of life i would say Mm. and i still think about that now like i you know back then i feel like it was the pace of life and even now i feel like still to this day i live day to day and i'm like why are people like so like rush rush, yes yes like oh my god i need to do this and i can't even you know i can't even lie because i recently like quit my nine to five. And until that point in my life, like I was like that, you know, I was like, Oh my God, the kids got to get to school. Oh my God, I got to do this. Everything, everything was like, I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. Yeah. There's me. I think it's like a little rabbit. Oh, from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. (laughs) That is funny. Cause I literally used that reference. Like a week ago, actually, I was on my, I was late picking up my aunt because we were going to go to an event and I uh-huh. sent her a voice note saying, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. I was like, I sound like the bunny from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, like, I'm so late. Every time I used to talk about like a time frame or like, oh my God, we can't be late. He would always send me the freaking bunny. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But, you know, it, it's still like I was, I was that like you know, rush mm-hmm. type of person, like everything needs to get done. Everything needs to be on time. Like we need to be here, here and here. And now like, I just, I'm, I, I, I don't want to be like that anymore. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I, I hear you. Know, you. That takes a toll. It, it took a toll on me mentally and physically. 
it took a toll on my household. Like, yeah, I, feel like I was I was stressing my entire household about needing to be on time. Like, I'm the only one stressing needing to be on time, but my entire household felt the stress. <laughs> yeah, I hear you a hundred percent. I mean, yeah. it is the U.S. Mm -hmm. definitely does have a faster pace of life and yeah. it and that's stress you know that is stress that um added to our lives to our bodies and and that's not good so that's why it's like we have to take time to slow down and really i'm just talking to myself because i'm the exact same way i'm like yeah <laughs> I, like we need to go 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 and like my husband's so cool calm and collected and Collective, it's like yeah yeah he's <laughs> like why why are we rushing and i'm like no because we gotta go we gotta go you know <laughs> So but I hear you. Me, like my husband's like super laid back too, and I'm like, oh my god, you're stressing me out because you're so laid back. Yeah, me too, me too. I'm like, why are you so so patient with everything? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, how was it visiting Puerto Rico for the first time after moving to the U.S.? It felt like that's where I belonged. Aww, <laughs> and and. I, I mean, I go back yearly and I try to go at least, you know, two times a year if I'm able to. Yeah. You know, thankfully, we still have, we have property out there. Like the house that I grew up in, we still own that house. And um, my great grandmother's house, we own that property as well, thankfully. And so, you know, whenever I go back, it it's like, I'm just picking, like, I'm picking right back up where I left, you know? Oh, yeah. And, um, I, 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 I'm, I say, okay, I'm going to go home because I'm literally, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm going home. I'm flipping the breakers and, you know, just literally doing life. Like if my life was there, Yeah. And I have, you know, the privilege of going with my husband and my kids and my kids have seen where I grew up and they see, you know, the neighborhood and literally like the same people that lived there when I lived there still live there still live there yes. you know? and, and I see all the little kids that I didn't want to leave like I see them all grown up and I'm like oh my god like you have kids but then I'm like but I have kids too like we're at that age where we all have kids and yeah it, you know it's crazy but it still feels like home like I go and when I stay over there, I stay in my same bedroom. And, like it still has the same like mirrored closet doors and the cement floors. And it's it's all so like nostalgic. And I love it. Like I, I honestly, I wouldn't change it for a thing. And I, to this day, I go and I get the same feeling as if like I'm home. Like this is, Aww. I can <laughs> oh that's so beautiful yeah um would you consider like moving back to Puerto Rico I mean I know 100%. right now There's oh no okay doubt. okay yeah. <laughs> oh yeah for sure it's it's like it's my goal in life like once Aww. my kids are out of my house I will very happily and joyfully pack up the least amount of things that I own and take myself and my husband and go to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Okay. Oh, yeah. Awesome. We have, we have this like dream of building a, uh, a container home out there. Okay. Um, and I mean, it's becoming like a really popular thing in Puerto Rico to get like a few containers and put them together. I mean, people build like mansions out of it and it doesn't even look like containers, but they're, Oh, wow. Houses. And, um, 
it's it's like a dream of ours to build a container home on the beach, you know, and just do life without kids over there. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. And I know you guys will reach that goal. It will happen. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so <laughs> looking forward to it. What would you say that you, what is one thing that you like about living in the United States? Um, I think that I like it most. I, I, I'm going to speak for now because now is like, you know, once I actually, when I'm actually doing life myself living mm. in the US. Yeah. Um, so I like raising my kids here. That's one thing that, you know, I can't, um, you know, I can't take away from the school that they're in and the way that they're growing up and the neighborhood that we live in. And that's something that, you know, we really took into consideration. And by we, I mean myself and my husband. Um, we really took into consideration where we were going to live based on the school that the kids would go to. Um, and, you know, those are things that probably when we're kids, we tell our parents, like, why do we have to live in a certain zip code? And, you know, when they're looking for houses, they're like, oh, we want this zip code and we want this school zone. Mm -hmm. and, you know, now me as a parent, I those were things that I was actually concerned about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just trying to be aware of not just my surroundings, but who I'm allowing my kids to be surrounded by at the same time. Yeah. So, Definitely living in the U.S., I would say that I like how my kids are growing up, where they're growing up, um, the school that they go to, where we live, and just the things that they're able to experience. And even though, um, you know, obviously, like, I grew up in Puerto Rico, but I think that here in Florida, like, it's so diverse culturally mm -hmm. that um even in their school like it's so racially mixed and i and i appreciate that because they can see so many different kind of people yeah and you know people from different countries but they're like all in the same space yeah so i think that that's helpful because growing up in puerto rico like when i went to school all i knew was puerto rican people yeah <laughs> and you know th there was nothing else like that's just all we knew but here they get to see and be friends and learn and you know talk to so many different kind of people like my daughter she was telling me one day how um i guess they had like a they have like teacher aides that like go to their classroom to assist the teachers mm -hmm. and um the teacher aide that she had at that specific moment um, she was a, a ASL teacher, American uh, Sign Language teacher. Oh, okay. And um, she had students that she helped like in other schools and stuff. But she had this specific student that not only did they like require ASL, but it was like, I'd, I'm not really sure what the impediment was or what it was, but he had to speak with like a computer like okay. typed on a computer and it printed out a paper and it came out in braille. Oh, wow. And so the, t so I guess, you know, my daughter was intrigued by that and she was like, Oh, but how do you communicate, you know, with the student and how does he know what you're saying? And, you know, my daughter had all these questions and the teacher just ended up telling her like, you know, if you want to tell him something, you know, tell me what you want to tell him and I'll print it out in Braille and I'll give it to him and then he'll respond. 
And so for like a whole week, my daughter was bringing back home the papers that printed out from the computer that the student was like responding to everything that she was saying. And so, and even like the, the, the student made her like the alphabet in Braille so that my daughter like, you know, kind of like went through the paper feeling the yeah. thoughts to know what it was that the student was responding to her. Oh my gosh. She was so fascinated. And it's, just, it's little things like that, that I appreciate. And it makes it, you know, it makes it worth living here. It makes it worth them being in school, being, you know, surrounded by different people because they're not so stuck on just like one type of person. They, they yeah. experience a multicultural, you know, environment. And, and that's something that I do appreciate about the United States at least. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, that is really cool. And I like how she was so fascinated and, and was just like talking back and communicating with this, with the student. I'm sure yeah. he liked that, or I don't know, he or she liked that as well. Um, you know, someone to talk to and, and wanting to know and learning more, you know, yeah, I That's know. She, cute. Yeah, she was, it was so exciting. And she was like, oh, what do I say now? And I'm like, mommy, <laughs> ask him whatever you want, you know? Like, he's willing, and, and it, it, it's, it was a cool experience. And I'm so glad that, you know, that she's intrigued by those things and she's not, like, taken aback or frightened just because. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speak, or they're, they're not, you know, that they just have to communicate in a different way. And, yeah. And I, you know, again, I, I really, really do appreciate that. And, it's oh. it's amazing. <laughs> Says a lot about the mommy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, what is one thing that you dislike about living in the U.S.? I'm gonna have to piggyback on uh, an answer that I said earlier, and that okay. was just um, the pace of life. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's. I just you know I. It's not, you know, I don't, I can't blame it on the people. I just have to blame it on like the environment and what's instilled in, you know, in people in the United States. And that's probably just like the type of work that they do, the company that they work for, you know, the lifestyle that they choose to live. And I think just if everyone just decided to kind of like take it back, like one notch, (laughs) It would just be like so much better. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, and that's one of the main reasons why I would love to move back to Puerto Rico. Like they're so laid back and like everything's just like super like calm and like, oh, like if something happens, great. And if it doesn't, great. You know, like it's not (laughs) like it's the world is not ending. Like everything is fine. And something that I can kind of like reference as far as the way that Puerto Ricans are is like, for example, we just, they just experienced a hurricane and you go there and, you know, you can drive around and maybe you see the devastation like physically in the atmosphere and like in nature and around you, but you talk to people and it's like, they're the happiest people ever. Like, you know, nothing, it's like nothing ever happened. Like they don't, they don't let something of that, you know, of that caliber put a damper in the remainder of their day-to-day life. And I feel like Floridians and people in the United States, you know, really like 
sink themselves into their issues and like just really like just oh my god my life is ending because yeah it was a hurricane and like we were without power for four days here like when the hurricane just passed mm -hmm. and it was like the best time of my life like you know my kids didn't have their tablets their phones died my phone died and i'm like this is great like <laughs> right like let's be a family let's talk it was, it was great and i just i i look forward to every time i go to puerto rico i just look forward to just relaxing and like kind of just winging life and if we get to do something one day great and if we don't get to do nothing and i just sit in front of the house that i grew up in i'm fine with that too oh <laughs> that's so beautiful yeah. yeah i've noticed um a lot of people outside of the u.s are so much happier with less mm -hmm. like just I, I, less. I always make a comment that and it's not to it's not because and i don't make this comment because i'm ungrateful or because you know i don't appreciate the things that i have now Mm -hmm. But I always tell my kids and myself, I've had a lot less and been much happier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, and I hear just, you. It, it, and again, I, I don't I, I wouldn't want people to perceive that statement as like, oh, well, like this ungrateful person or she doesn't appreciate what she has. And that's not the case at all, because I've worked hard for what I have. And I do appreciate the hard work that I've put in to have mm -hmm. what I have. But at the same time, like the same way that I obtained all of this is the same way that I could not have any of it. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, as much and I try to focus on the fact that all of it can be gone and I can't like I can't count on it because it can just be gone. Exactly. And so I always like try to keep my mind in like a minimalistic life and mental state that you know if all of it is gone tomorrow i'm still okay yes yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's that's really good because um people put a lot of um their value on ma materialistic things but yeah. it's like like you said like it can be gone in a second mm -hmm. like you know all this is temporary here so okay. yeah yeah, I definitely hear that. Um, one advice, one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is thinking about moving to the U.S. I would say go for it. Oh. <laughs> I, would, I, would say, I would say go for it and just as simple as that because, you know, I'm not, I, I'm the type of person that I don't like to live on what ifs. Mm. So, like, I wouldn't want to think like, oh, what if I would have moved or what if, you know, we didn't move. So, yeah. I would think, you know, just going for it and giving it a try is, the I think, the best advice that I can give. You know, don't hesitate to to want to make the move because of the culture or because of the language barrier that, you know, some people may have. I just think that going for it and giving it a try is always worth it. And at least, you know, at least you can say that you tried it, you yeah. went for it. And if it didn't work out, okay, you know, no problem. You pick up your things and you go back. 
And if it works, then, you know, you try to make your life, you try to make a new life out of it and give it your best. But at least you can say that you tried it. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, that's great, too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that usually that's people's biggest regrets is not taking the chances that they when they had. Correct. Like not taking the. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. You don't know, like what could be if you do make the move. But at the same time, you don't know what could be if you don't make the move. You know, yeah. it's 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 a it's a battle that I'm sure everyone battles on a day to day basis and not just with making a big move like that. You know, there's there's people from the U.S. that make a huge move to a whole different country because of work or because of an opportunity. And even then, you know, even though they're adults, they're they're battling that same, you know, that same doubt and conversation in their mind about well, is this the right decision for our family? But if we stay, is it the right decision for our family? So, you know, at the same time, you're it's the same question, but about leaving or about staying. Should I do it or should I do it? Should I stay or should I go? Yeah, definitely. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for that. That was such good advice. Um, I want to give you the opportunity to talk about your company, your your business, your candle making business, and where people can reach you to buy some. Yes, yes. So I started making candles about two years ago, and um, the the name Ace, the name Ace at least A C E. Uh, derived from my maiden last name, which was Acevedo, and the first three mm-hmm. letters are A-C-E. Um, and so I kind of just took that into play. But then also my my brother who's in the Marines, um, he's called Ace by like his colleagues because it's difficult for them to say his last name. Oh, so they okay. always call him Ace and he's been in the service for like 12 years or so. And so it just kind of stuck And so I, you know, that's where Ace Candles was born. Um, It's an all natural, um, non-toxic, paraben free, paraffin free candle company. Um, I use soy and coconut wax blends. And I also use essential oil fragrances for the scents. Mm. Um, So they're definitely, they're, they're harmful. Again, they're non-toxic. And something that I would like to say specifically about um, the wax that the big brand stores use, like, you know, TJ Maxx and Bath and Body Works and Yankee Candle, um, 90, like 99% of the time, the wax that they're using is called paraffin wax. And it's derived from gas and oil. And so when you put that into mind, when you're lighting those candles, yes, they smell great and the colors are beautiful and everything. And I can't even, you know, and I'm speaking for myself because I used to buy them all the time. Yeah. Um, But when we're burning those candles, those fumes that we're inhaling are derived from the paraffin wax, which to think back is from gas and oil. And so- you know, some people may not think that it's harmful, but you're inhaling that you're taking that into your body. And so by using natural waxes, obviously, you know, it's better not just for the environment, but for you internally. 
And um, that's just the main focus that, you know, that I do with my brand. And um, it's going really, really well. And I'm and I and I love it. I kind of took it on as a hobby mm-hmm. and um, to make my own candles. But then it kind of just continued going into more. Um, as far as where you're able to get the candles. So right now I have an Etsy page and it's just Etsy.com forward slash the ace candles. That's T H E A C E candles. Um, and then I also have Instagram and that's at the ace candles. Um, and that's right now where anyone and everyone is able to find the candles. And also on my Instagram, I post from time to time if I'm doing any like farmer's markets or local markets in the central Florida area. And then, you know, if anyone is from the area, they're more than welcome to stop by and they can get candles from me there. Awesome. So we will include those links in the show notes so people can go to your website go to your um go to your etsy shop go to instagram and follow you and they can order themselves some non-toxic yes ma'am natural candles natural candles yes well thank you so much Talia, for this amazing episode for your experience for your journey for your story um I pray that a bunch of people go to your website and buy a bunch of candles for, from thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and just thank you for this time. I, um, I learned a lot and I, I, and I love learning about you and your story. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. And again, I, I'm excited and happy for, you know, a small world to learn about my small world because I don't want to let many people in, but I, the opportunity just rose and, you know, it's kind of like the advice that I gave about someone moving, just go for it. <laughs> just go for it. Thank Well, thank yes. you for going for it and I have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you, Heidi. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love you too, girl. Bye. Bye.